You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Jim, how you doing, man? Good, dude. How are you? I just told your guy here, I've been Christmas shopping all damn day today, so I'm, I'm happy to sit out for a couple of minutes. My man, good. Let's do it. Hey, what's cracking? Welcome to the Jim Rohn Podcast, and welcome to episode number 248, the final edition of the original side hustle for the year 2022, which makes it a perfect time to catch up with one of my all-time favorite people in this business, somebody that I have immense respect for, somebody I consider a friend and an outstanding basketball coach. My guest this week is the head coach of UMass, Frank Martin. Now, Frank is an icon and a legend for a number of reasons. He took South Carolina to the Final Four in 2017. Before that, he took Kansas State to the Elite Eight. He has been the Big 12 Coach of the Year. He has been the National Coach of the Year. And as you are about to hear, he is one of the best guys ever to speak with. So let's get right to the conversation. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's episode 248 with UMass men's basketball coach Frank Martin. And it's coming at you right now. So, without question, it's always one of my favorite conversations. My guy, Frank, how are you living? How are things? What's going on? I'm living a lot colder than I have for a while, just being up in the Northeast and, and finally dealing with winter again. But, man, I'm, 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 in, a, I'm in a good space. I'm, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm at peace and, and uh, really excited to, uh, you know, for the third time, uh, rebuild the program. And, uh, uh, you know, it's hard rebuilding programs, uh, take life, take years off the back end of your life. But, uh, but it's, it's, uh, watching young people grow and getting people to rebelieve, uh, in a place that basketball is important. And, uh, and it's my wife's alma mater. So, uh, it, it, it helps make her proud, man. She's, she's helped me chase my journey and, um, uh, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm having the time of my life right now. You know, so Frank, I get all that. I appreciate all that. And I wanted to ask you about all that. There is something though. I want to go in kind of a different direction because what I did not expect was this, for instance, you're off to a great start there. I did expect that, but there's so much that goes into your decision to go to UMass. And then what transpired even after that. And the reason I bring this up is I read this great column written by my dude, Matt Norlander. You spent a lot of time with him. I'd love to get into that with you if I could. For instance, for instance, people see coaches change jobs all the time, but they've got no idea, Frank, what goes into it. They think that's a dream gig. That's a dream paycheck. What I would give for that life. And it's all true. But what they don't factor in is how challenging it is to uproot for the coach and more importantly for the family. What is that experience like for everybody involved? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's complicated. It it really is. And I've had private conversations with um, uh, people I respect in the in the media world of college basketball, uh, because I, I it, like our profession is the only one where like our season ends in March and and come up late October. They already got coaches on the hot seat kind of articles being written. It, it's it, it you're doing people disservice i mean if you want to say frank stinks at coaching be my guest man they say it every day but when you start putting those those kind of stories to, uh, together before the season even starts uh, there's a negative energy that's created 
that creates a lot of damage to coaches' families. I mean, you know, we got children, they go to school, they're in public school, and, you know, people in their classroom are wearing them out, they're teachers, and um, that's a, you know, media has to do what they think they got to do. That's why I've had private conversations with people I respect, uh, because it's, uh, uh, you know, head coaches, you know, we got contracts and all this other stuff that, that at least financially protects us to a certain extent. But I was an assistant coach, man. We got fired at the end of my first year at Northeastern. They gave me two weeks pay on 28 grand. And they said, thank you for everything. That was it. And you're out the door. And um, uh, it, it's it's a difficult, difficult uh, environment to be in as a coach. And then, you know, when like in my situation, and um, my my oldest is on my team. And in my my middle one's my daughter. She's going to be valedictorian at her high school. She was the star athlete at her high school. And I'm asking her to uproot going into her senior year. Um, you know, it's hard, man. It's uh, it's it's a complicated formula because, uh, you know, you see us on TV, winning and losing games, and and you know, in my case, yelling and stomping, um, and you don't realize uh, that you know when that game ends and you know, forty minute game. Uh, sometimes we forget that I got to get in a car and go to my house and deal with a wife and children and, and the same problems the rest of us have. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's complicated. And with families as important to someone as it is to me, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a burden that, 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 that you kind of deal with and you don't run away from. I mean, obviously, Frank, the answer is so telling. Family is first. Like, you you really want to win, and you really want to develop players, and you want to get them ready for life. But family comes first. I mean, I, I hear this. It's very clear. So let me ask you this. Like, when you go to make a decision, especially at this point in your life, when you have kids at that age. In fact, let me backtrack, Frank. When I was a kid, and I was just killing it as a sixth grader in Los Angeles, and on top of the world, my parents moved the family from West L.A. to the San Fernando Valley, so maybe, Frank, 45 minutes or an hour by car. I still say 45 years later, I'm still not right, man. I still have not forgiven them for that move, and I'm only half kidding. So, like, when you change jobs, how tough is that on the kids? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, Romy, it's uh, in that article uh, that you referenced earlier. Um, uh, I, I didn't have a difficult upbringing. I lived in some interesting neighborhoods sometimes, but I didn't have a difficult upbringing. My my mom, my grandmother, uh, just they're incredible people that that provided structure and love for us. Our neighborhoods looked out for me and all my friends and make sure that that we didn't stray and 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 stayed in the right place, but. And we ended up moving. My grandmother lived in the same place the whole time, but my mom, my dad, me and my sister, and eventually my dad left. And we ended up moving a dozen times before I got to high school. Hmm. And it's, uh, that's not fun, man. That, that as a kid, you're in a new school every other year. Um, that's not fun. And, and it's, it's, it's not something that, that I know I enjoyed. Um, um, and, and it's something that it, 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 it made me take longer to to be comfortable in who I was because I was always in a new environment and and I didn't know how to just dig my feet in and uh, so it's something that I've I've always wanted uh, to uh, to make sure that I I I, I share with my family uh, my journey and when I made the decision to leave K State to come to South Carolina my my two youngest were really young and and I'll never forget that moment when I told my daughter who was in first grade at the time. 
that we're moving to a different city. She, she said, you're the worst dad ever. Ran in her room, slammed the door, and started crying. Hmm. And, and I sat my couch at that day at my house, and, and I felt it's probably the worst feeling I've ever had. Um, uh, my little guy was different. He was like in pre-K. He said, oh, I can't believe this. Ran in his room. And, and now this is a funny part of the, of the whole change. And about 10 minutes later, he comes out with a box and he's got all his K-State t-shirts in the box. He says, when do I get new shirts? So it's, uh, <laughs> Great. Wow. Uh, so it, it made me feel slightly better that moment. But uh, but that's why this time I didn't choose change. Change chose me. And, and it was so important that when change chose me, I never forgot that day when my daughter was in first grade. And this it was so important that that if I was going to uproot them again, um, it needed to be all hands on deck as far as our family went. This time of year, everybody is hyped about the gifts, the holiday spirit. But what about all the basketball? When you throw down on the NBA, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers, in fact, can bet just 5 bucks pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everybody can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. And Maryland sports fans, check this out. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the app right now and get in on the holiday hoops action. Sign up with the code ROME, R-O-M-E, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code ROME, R-O-M-E. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. So, Frank, what about that? I was going to say, what about the decision itself? Like, did you sit the family down and say, hey, listen, I've given this a lot of thought. This is what we're doing and why. Or was this more of a democratic process? And did everybody in the family have a say this time in the move? Yeah, the two boys, uh, I, I, I had conversations with them, but I didn't I didn't kind of, um, um, you know, I, I, they didn't have a vote in it, for lack of better words. Yeah. Um, uh, my wife, we did some things. Uh, my wife did some things. She was a track athlete, uh, uh, all, all Atlantic 10 performer, champion, record holder at UMass. And about six years ago, we, we did some things to redo the women's locker room. And we have a relationship with Ryan Bamford, the athletic director. And, and, uh, my wife gave me a heads up maybe a week before the season ended that, Hey, if, uh, uh, something happens here, expect to get a phone call from Bamford. And we, that's all she said. Well, season ended. I get, I get whacked. Um, and, uh, a couple of days later I get the phone call and, and, uh, I wasn't prepared to talk. I wasn't at peace yet. Um, and, uh, we agreed to speak the following Monday and we did. And then after that conversation, I sat down with my wife. I said, what do you think? And she says, I got to think about it. So then I sat down with my daughter. My daughter was incredible. She, you know, I told my daughter, I'm not going to move you. If you don't want to move, I'm not going to move you, but I'm not living away from my family. And, um, uh, and she, she, you know, because of COVID, she hadn't been in, in a classroom setting in two years. And, uh, you know, she said to me, she said, you know, dad, I want to go to school up in the Northeast anyways. And because of COVID, I just haven't had that daily interaction in class. So, um, I'm, I'm open to it if it's what you want to do. And then this is a 16-year-old girl. 
she says to me, Dad, do you still want to coach? I, I was blown away that my daughter would ask me that question, but it's it it, it just shows the, the the tightness that we try to create in our home. And um, and uh, I said, yes, I still want to coach. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go bartend. And I'm too old to bounce, and I'm not ready to go bartend. And and um, uh, so you know, and she she was like, okay, then go talk. And then I did, and after I met with the university and some of its leaders, um, my present boss, Ryan Bamford called the day after. And he said, Hey, I want to come to your house. And I said, let me talk to my daughter first. And I spoke to my daughter and I explained to her, he's not coming here to have a cup of coffee with me. He's coming in here because he wants to get this done. And, and I can't waste his time. And she said, it's all good. And I did. And we did. And my wife, was on board and the boys were the oldest was fine. The youngest was kind of fighting it a little bit, but he was fine. And, um, and then my daughter, we accepted the job and um, my press conference takes place. My daughter had been out of school for two days and she goes back to school and a couple of uh, teachers uh, said, Hey, we're really happy for your father, but I hope he's not taking you. That'd be really selfish of him to do that. And then one of them even got into a deep conversation with her uh, about uh, the fact that, uh, that their parents made that teacher move when they were in high school and they've never forgiven their parents. And it really complicated things for my wife and I, and, and I couldn't, you know, we were at a point we couldn't hit rewind. And, and uh, we, we, I, you know, I, I'm a man of my word. I told the people at UMass that they believed in me and that I would go do the job and, and, uh, so we, we were kind of in a pickle and, but, uh, you know, we kept our faith in our family and God and, and, and a lot of communications and, uh, you know, Romy at, at the end of the day, um, uh, we, we have a unbelievable belief in one another and we support one another and my family and, um, and my daughter and more her than my son, my daughter signed up for it. And, and it was hard at the beginning and 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 she's done the people at the school at Amherst uh, High School where she's at have been incredible. Uh, she she's had tremendous success in volleyball. Uh, she's a really good volleyball player. She's a Ivy League student. Um, and uh, I'm 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 so proud of her, man. I'm so proud of the young lady that she's becoming. And and then my wife, um, uh, who had a circle of friends that that you know we've been there for ten years, man, which is unheard of in the coaching profession. And and. Uh, and then to ask her to, to to get up and 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 go back to a basically a college town uh, where she doesn't really know anybody. You know, she went to school there, you know, 25 years ago. She doesn't know anybody there now. Um, so it, it's been complicated, but man, it's it's been awesome and it's brought us closer together. We've had some some difficult family conversations, but um, it's 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 brought us closer together. I mean, I've got several thoughts on that, Frank. I appreciate that so much because I think that you just painted an amazing picture. Again, the fans, they don't know. Many don't care. They just see the scoreboard. They see the wins. They see the losses. They want to be taken away from maybe what's a mundane life of their own. Maybe their life didn't turn out the way they had hoped. They just don't care, and they don't know. They have no idea what goes into a move like that, and I think you just did a great job of explaining what it is. You know, I'm so glad your daughter is thriving and doing as well as she is. Part of me was actually getting pretty angry, pretty pissed off, and she's not my daughter. Like, uh, you people are not helping, all right? We're, we made a decision as a family. We're going to do this. Everybody's on board. 
board, mind your own business. Maybe they had her best interest at heart, or maybe they thought they did, but that could not have helped for them to be saying, hey, your old man, by the way, he's selfish. He's selfish. He's putting himself and his career ahead of you. When in reality, Frank, you just said it, family first. That's not, you would never do that. I mean, there had to have been, I want to be very careful how I say this. No, I don't. I, I feel like, don't you want to go over there and say, mind your own fucking business? I, I, uh, it, Romy, you, you, you basically quoted me. It's, uh, I was ready to, to go 1988 Frank Martin and, <laughs> and, and head back. Uh, to Colombia and 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 find two or three people there and and have one-on-one -on -one conversations with them. But my wife, uh, very intelligently, it, my wife's incredible. Um, you know, she grabbed me and she said, "If you do that, it's going to put her even more over the edge." And and I, I I was furious. I and and so I I I just because my wife said it and she was right, I bit my tongue. And and instead of worrying about the the people that that crossed the bridge on the wrong side, uh, I worried about my daughter who's on my side of the bridge. And and um, and, and all our energies went to, to to help her and and try to uh, make her understand um, uh, the 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 fact that we had all these conversations ahead of time that that we're united in this and and that and and then the most important part. You know, Romy, people come, people go, uh, and and sometimes you meet people you like, and you meet people you like, and then don't like them, and it is what it is. But family, man, that's there for a lifetime. That and 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 I, you know, I I needed her to know that at the end of the day, uh, she's got me in her corner until the day the good Lord comes to get me. And and uh, I think my daughter respects and and understands that. Still doesn't make it easy. Uh, but uh, but I think that's why she's been able to to excel, adapt, uh, and uh, as my wife and 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 my little guy. And now my oldest is also playing for me. He drives me nuts as a player, but man, I might am I am I happy that he's with me and um, uh, and he's uh, it's you know it, it's the way it's why I coach my players hard because we're all I, I I've told you this before. I used to coach in the same neighborhood I grew up in, and I was coaching the younger players of the dudes that I grew up with, the younger brothers and, and kids of people I grew up with. I still lived in the neighborhood. I didn't have to worry about the media writing a story about me. If I did wrong by one of my players, they'd show up in my house, and I had to deal with people. I didn't have to deal with some article and and or, or some tweet. I had to deal with people face-to-face. -face. So it's why I coach kids hard. It's why I'm in their corner. It's why I'm loyal the way I am. Um, and fight to hold them accountable uh, because everything we had in my neighborhood was all based on family. And, and it's uh, what I believe in. It's what I fight for. And it's, uh, it's the only thing that matters to me on a daily basis is, is making sure that I have my players back and, and that at the end of the day, I'm helping them grow. It's everything. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. 
Oh, Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper or what's your beef? It's everything. You know, it's, it's, my wife is like, I married the best person, Frank that I've ever met in my life. I mean, I don't know how many people can actually say that, but one of the only things that we disagree on, I try to sort of, sort of, and to a certain extent, not even that much, I don't think, but I try to coach them pretty hard and not, and only because life is hard and there's a certain standard, right? Like, I'm not saying you've got to be a straight A student, you know? I'm not saying you have to be a CEO. I'm not saying you have to absolutely destroy and kill everything that you touch and dominate, but there's a level, there's a standard and you, I tend to coach them kind of hard, but I think at the end of the day, that, that means they know that I love them. Because if I don't coach them at all, that means I don't care. And I think that sends the wrong message. I'm glad you brought up your son, Brandon. I was going to ask you about him. And you said that he kind of drives you crazy once in a while as a player. I want to say it's got to be one of the most rewarding yet challenging things ever, right, to coach your own son. What's it been like? Um, it, it's, it's been awesome. It's it's brought he and I closer together. We we understand one another better uh, than we did before. Um, uh, it's hard to coach him. Uh, it's not easy because uh, he and I are different. We have different personalities. Uh, we're you know it's just we share the same name and and we share the same values, but we go about how we do things differently. And um, so so that means that sometimes when you bring uh, that daily. Uh, work responsibility uh together that means we're going to bump heads and uh and and but but the fact that that he signed up for it he he's my son he's seen me coach he he knows the way that that I go about my business and and the way I want to challenge people and young people and players to to do more not less not to stay the same but grow people we get confused sometimes we think growing is easy Growing is hard, man. It, it, trying to go in the in the weight room and improve your bench press from 135 to 185 is really hard. It's it's strenuous. It beats you up, and you have to. And you're gonna you're not gonna be able to do it. It's and and growing in life is the same way. It's really hard, man. It's complicated, and uh, having people that hold us accountable but don't turn their backs on us is what we need. Um, you know, we all need a spotter. We all need a spotter. So when that weight can't come up, they help us get it up that day. And, and, and until we got another chance to lift it. And, um, uh, and that's, uh, my son knows those things about me. And, and that's why he's fought to make it work. And because I know who he is and what he's about, uh, that's why I, I, I agreed to try and do it. The only thing I told him before we agreed to this one, Romy, I said, I don't care what happens in practice. I don't care what's said in the locker room. If any of it ever gets back to the house, and my wife finds out, now you and me got a problem. I needed to make sure I kept mom out of this one. I get, I get that. I get that. So, Frank, <laughs> that, that said, who is your spotter? If everybody needs a spotter, who is yours? Well, forever and ever, it was Shaky Rodriguez, who was the father yep. figure uh, that I had. And um, that COVID year that we we stunk as a team, uh, it was the the one really bad year I had at South Carolina. I mean, I, I was sick and, you know, and, and, and he was always, anytime I was 
trying to make a difficult decision and manage something, that's the voice that would give me comfort. That's it. And it didn't mean I, I agreed with what he told me to do, or I did what he advised me to do. Just hearing his voice gave me confidence for me to make my decisions. And we lost him that year. And uh, so that whole year uh, I went, I, I went through the season and, and, and I couldn't make that call. I couldn't, I couldn't hear that voice to give me comfort. And, and as I was going through the most difficult year I've ever been through professionally. And, um, uh, but you know, now he's gone and, and I've, I've been able to move forward in life, but I'm lucky. I got guys like, you know, Bob Huggins and Anthony Grant and Andy Kennedy, uh, who were, who were dear, dear friends and, and guys, you know, one guy I grew up with and he's my oldest son's godfather and Anthony Grant. And then Bob Huggins and Andy Kennedy have become like brothers. And, uh, uh, so those guys, those are the guys that kind of helped me keep that helped me stay sane in a business that sometimes gets me out of, uh, you know, out of whack sometimes. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. An egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. You can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. I'm not kidding. Try a pizza on the egg. It will amaze you. Stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs too. Listen to me. Roll with an authentic big green egg. It's a ceramic marvel backed by a lifetime warranty. It's simple to light, easy to use, and it works without a power source, so there's no need to plug anything in. And with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. It also makes an amazing gift, and they have two models that are perfect for tailgating. The best part is you can have it delivered to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's BigGreenEgg.com, and you will thank me later. Frank, before I let you go, you mentioned COVID. You, man, you had a terrifying bout with COVID, especially that first time. How scary was that? What was that like? Um, you know, the, it, it, it was, it was hard, man. It's, yeah. There's no other way to word it. It's, uh, uh, my oxygen went down to 90. Um, if it had gotten to 89, I had to go to the hospital. Um, it, it, it eventually came back up. So I didn't have to go to the hospital, but, uh, uh, it beat me up pretty good. Um, uh, it attacked my stomach. Um, uh, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't keep food down. I could not food. It was just like right through me. And uh, so from uh, for about five weeks, I was on a basically a white rice toast and a lot of fluids diet. And, and, and you got and that's right in the middle of the season. You got to have the energy to go fight and battle and and, and to uplift your players. And I just couldn't do it. I, I tried and I did a, a crappy I'd use a better word, but I'm going to say crappy. I did a real crappy job of it. And, 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 you know, and then at the same time, you know, the school, the people who run the school came for me. They, they, and which caught me off guard. Um, it, I get it. It's the way the world works. It's the way this business works. I, I wasn't mad because that happened. It just caught me off guard because we, we've been pretty good. And, and, um, uh, so it was a complicated deal. And, you know, Romy, here's something else that I haven't shared publicly, uh, but you know, I, so I come up 
I come off the two battles with COVID. We finally get through the season. Um, we lose games. We're not very good. And uh, last October, I'm working out, and I felt somebody, like, putting their hand on my chest. And I went to the doctor, and and my widowmaker, I had three blockages, 95, 75, and 35%. And uh, they took me in right away, and they were able to fix them through stents. Um, and I'm perfectly healthy. And, and uh, but, uh, but the, the stresses of those two years, man, it, it, uh, it, it beat me up. And I don't know, I was perfectly healthy before COVID. So I don't know if that whole situation with my heart had, had something to do with COVID. You know, you've heard all these uh, 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 medical opinions that COVID creates some kind of cardiac issues and the vaccines and all that. And I'm not into all that stuff. I, I'm at peace with with all the decisions I made. Um, uh, just, uh, it's been an interesting window and 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 one that that's made me grow up and and learn and and be very appreciative. And I again, I almost died some years ago, uh, and uh, and I'm still here. So uh, my faith is uh, it's where it's always been, which is with the man above and and to go out there and fight every day to to help the people that believe in me. You know, I so appreciate that, Frank. And I would walk off on that. That's a beautiful answer, and it's it's really heavy and it's really intense and. It's there, there's so much information in that, but I'd finally ask you this because of the way you are that the point you just made, I, I'm very grateful to the man above. So it's part of my duty to go out and fight every single day for people around me. I just want to ask you that you and I, I mean, you've gone through some things that you just laid out physically that are really terrifying. They could be life threatening, but you and I are very close in age. And I think about this quite a bit and you're right. That whole point about when my team needed me, when we were not doing well, what they needed most was for me to fight the hardest, but I didn't have the energy because I was ill. I'm curious about this. We're not getting younger, but we want it as badly as we've ever wanted it. How do you personally maintain then the fire and the energy to do what it takes on the daily to be as relentless as you need to be to accomplish your goals? In other words, Frank, is it always there when you wake up or is it getting more challenging as you get older? What do you do about that? Uh, I still have the fire and, and I, I, I still have the energy that, you know, Romy, thank God my social skills have really diminished over the last 10 years. Um, Cause I'm, if I'm not at sleep by 10 o'clock at night, then the next day I'm beat up and, and I struggle. And, uh, but, uh, but I still have the energy to teach, motivate. Um, I, I, you know, to rebuild UMass. Uh, I've got three former players on my staff. I've got uh, a former UMass player in Derek Kellogg. I've got, a strength coach who who's you know former high school coach and a guy I grew up with uh, that played Division One basketball so so he's got my back and and those guys uh, the responsibility that I've had to them because of how hard they played for me uh, motivates me every day uh, that they believed in me to come work for me now make less money than they were making before and they helped me fight the battles every single day and having people like that around me. Uh, continues to elevate me to find the resolve to go help these young kids, which in today's day and age, because of social media and, and so much, inf they, they get the young players, they get so much information and they don't know what's right and wrong. They just have a lot of information, which is good for some things, but it's not good for others. And, um, um, and, and so you, the energy level to communicate, to, uh, to, to continue to fight the battles is greater now than it's ever been in the world of coaching and education. So, uh, but having people like that with me every day, and as long as I've got the resolve to keep doing it, I'm going to try and keep doing it. 
And um, now the day I can't do, I'm not going to consider this. I, I, I don't want to misspeak because uh, I don't know the future. But you don't, I don't think, Romy, you got to worry about me being that 72-year-old guy that's still hanging on to win another game. I'm, uh, um, before I get to that place, I'll be serving Roman Cokes in a Hawaiian shirt somewhere in the Caribbean. I'm talking with Jay Woods of Omega Tax Credits about small businesses under 500 employees qualifying for a tax refund from a new program. Tell me again, Jay, how long does it take for somebody saying, yeah, I don't know, I probably don't qualify. I'm saying find out because you don't know. How long does it take for them to find out? You don't have a more important 10 minutes in your day than these 10 minutes. That's it. 800-704-2000 or go to omegataxcredits.com and find out. Jay is right for your business. There is not a more important 10 minutes. Oh, no, I know this, Frank. I know it. I get that. I think you're like me. Like if, if they were to come to you right now, like you have a lot to offer and you still want to compete, you still want to grind, you still want to work, you want to make a difference. But if they were to come to you right now and say to you, hey, man, hey, you old man, we've had about enough. All right, we've had about enough. Go beat it. Go find that shirt. Go find that beach you'd probably be good with it, right? When you consider where you started and what you've made of your life. You, I'm not saying that you don't have a ton to offer, but would you be good with it? Would you be all right? Like, damn, I had a pretty good run. I, Romy, I've lived, I've lived a lifetime and I'm still going. It's, uh, I'm, I'm as lucky a human being. I mean, I was a bad player uh, in, a, in, a, in a city that was not known for basketball. And, and I've coached in a final four in front of 78,000 people. I, I'm like, are you kidding me, man? I'm, um, I didn't play college basketball. Uh, I, I didn't have the pedigree. And, and, you know, all I had were the values that were taught to me and by my family and my neighborhood. And, and it's all I've ever tried to do is help others. And the day I'm told, Hey Frank, you can't do this anymore. I've, I've lived it, man. I've had, I've, you know, I've been a part of eight state championships as a high school coach. I've been a part of the two, the five greatest seasons at the the history of K-State, the two greatest seasons in the history of South Carolina, final four at one school and elite eight in the other school. Um, the day they tell me, and, and, and I've got an army of former players that still call me to this day to ask me for my advice. Um, and, and as long as I've, I've got that man, so many young people that, 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 think my word is important they can take the basketball away and I, I've, I've lived an incredible life my man and on top of that an amazing opportunity this is how great this is we haven't even talked and I'm gonna let you go but we haven't even talked about the great opportunity that you have before you right now see I'm smart like that Frank I know that I can have another conversation <laughs> with you about UMass basketball and I wanted to handle it that way but most of all what I needed to do because this is more important now in my life and my business and my brand is to make sure that I reach out and I touch base with those who are most important to me and by the way if they're really good for content and the brand then it's even better so I got no problem saying it. at this point in my life I say it when I feel it Frank I love you man I love you I appreciate you and I can't tell you how happy I am that you and I could connect once again and the relationship means the world to me the feelings mutual Roma you've been uh, uh unbelievable to me from the day I got hired at K-State and um always uh have, have opened the door to to allow me to uh, to, to show the world who I am. And, and, uh, um, uh, it's, uh, uh, the respect I got for you is tremendous, man. Your journey. Uh, I followed you. I told you first time we spoke, I followed you from, from the beginning and, and, uh, to know that we've become friends through, through these conversations. And, 
um, and, uh, and, and the journey that you've always been on and the man that you've always been for standing up for who you are and, and your beliefs. And um, uh, I'm, I'm so appreciative and respectful of you. And uh, let's let's try and keep doing it just a little longer. And, and, and we can do it. We can do the UMass conversation the next time we connect. Oh, man. I mean, it, Frank, I appreciate that so much. I got chills, actually. So we'll do that next time. So best of luck, best of health, best of the family. And we'll do it again soon. Frank, so much. My brother. So you're hanging out with some friends and you're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out and you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You're good. You can make it. It's not that big of a deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill somebody. Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic. They're often deadly. However, that still does not stop everybody from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. This is why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads in order to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or somebody else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. I'll say it again. Chills. Uh, I don't even know what to say. My guy, Frank Martin. I can't thank him enough for helping us close out another great year on the original Side Hustle. And what better way to close out the year than to have that conversation with that guy? I mean, just absolutely amazing. I have such immense respect and, yes, love for Frank Martin. And chats like that are the reason that I started this podcast and the reason why I still get fired up for every single episode. And if you want to hear more of the same, please take a second and subscribe. That way, when we are back in January and we're pumping out new eps, they will find their way to you and you will never have to spend any time looking for them on your own. So do us both a solid and hit that subscribe button. And in the meantime, I will leave you a holiday gift, your voicemails. First new message. Yo, Romy, I'm listening to the show today, bro, and you keep talking about your 250th podcast episode, and it's a quarter of a million. Bro, 250 is a quarter of a thousand. Are you telling me that you think 250 podcast episodes is 250,000? Is that what you're saying, dude? Bro, somebody there has to check you. You can't be the... That's not a call. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jim, what's up? This is David from Buffalo. What a fucking call that was by Vic and NoCal impersonating Drizzle. I mean, holy cow, that impersonation of him was spot on. Frank Caliendo thinks that Vic is going to take his job. Drizzle or Fizzle, whatever his name is in real life, why even bother showing up next year at the SmackOff? Because Vic basically took your shtick. And he stuck it up your ass. What a phone call that was. Vic and NoCal just went old school, pulled the jersey over the top of Drizzle, and he's hammering away with lefts and rights. Honestly, Drizzle, if you're going to step back into the jungle, bro, you're going to have a really hard time scoring any points, dude, because now your career is over. Message saved. Next message. Boom! This is Shock in North Carolina bringing the heat. College football, love it, but we got four teams in the playoffs right now. We already know Georgia and Michigan are obviously the top two teams, so 
both of these games, statistically, we all know that these things are going to be blowouts. So why would we expand the playoffs to see more bad games? Don't we already have a bowl system to watch unbearable games during the holidays? Why water down the national championship? Isn't that what the regular season's for, you idiot? War! The South Carolina Gamecocks beat Notre Dame. Good night now! Message saved. Next message. Romy, Justin in Melbourne. It's true. Oh, yeah, it's true. They used to call Garrett Ritz the Bermuda Triangle in high school when it comes to the hoops. When he went against Stackhouse, of course there wasn't a stat sheet. Stackhouse didn't make the stat sheet. Garrett Ritt played some nasty, nasty defense, man. Give the guy some credit, for real. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jim, it's Link and OKC. Sorry for the background noise. My mom's giving me a ride to the discount store. But hey, did you hear about the zookeeper that ate the green snake? She said it tasted like crap because it wasn't ripe yet. Get out of here, Lance. Message deleted. Next message. Jim Rome, you don't stop. To the uh, Jim Rome, you don't stop. Jim Rome, you don't quit. <laughs> yeah. Lance and OKC, I have a dose of bad jokes for you today. Okay, the first one. How do you make a lightning bug happy? Simple. You pull off its tail and it'll be delighted. <laughs> Oh, have you ever in your life, Jim? Okay, the next one. Jim, when the kiddo was born, the doctor looked at me, and he said, I'm going to deliver the baby. I said, well, actually, Doc, I'd prefer he came with a liver. He came with a liver? Oh, my God. That's true for me. What's my name? Message deleted. You have no more messages.